0: everybody and welcome to another episode of if you don't like that on today's episode we remember the life and legacy of mike leach but first today's show is brought to you by new works plumbing of sacramento locally owned for over 20 years new works has a fix for you for all of your plumbing needs and repairs just go to new plumbing.com n-e-w-w-r-x plumbing.com and remember if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night no problem They will be there with their 24-7 service. New Works Plumbing for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. Mike Leach, the sudden death of this iconic, colorful football coach, has left the sports world turned upside down. He was a college football coach most recently at Mississippi State until his death just a few days ago. He was the two-time national coach of the year, three-time conference coach of the year, and the mastermind behind the NCAA record-setting Air Raid offense. He coached at Texas Tech University from 2000 to 2009, where he became the winningest coach in school history, and at Washington State from 2012 to 2019, where he recorded the third most wins of any coach in school history. You know, when you think of Mike Leach, and I never met the man, I used to love watching his interviews, watching his uh, football teams, but really the one thing that has stuck out to me in the past uh, 36 to 48 hours since the passing of Mike Leach is how many people truly were affected by his presence, how many people truly loved Mike, and what a phenomenal person that he was. Yeah, football coach, very successful but this is a man that was just a better person. And I thought we would remember some of the real good times and some of the real funny interviews that we were witness to over the years. The passing of Mike Leach at the age of 61, still hard to believe. Sticking with that theme, Coach, if, if the
1: media showed up your house to trick-or-treat, put your you've had a love-hate relationship with some guys in the media, what would you give your favorite members of the media – What would you give your least favorite members of the media as Trick or treat Candy?
2: Oh, shoot. That's a good question. Um, Well, the good ones, you know, you try to, um, what would you give? uh, Well, certainly something better than an apple or whatever. We used to have a dentist growing up that would give everybody a toothbrush and his card on it. And then, uh, yeah, he'd have a toothbrush, tell you where to find him. uh let's see uh definitely uh you know something big kind of the the candy bar you can't be as reckless as hold the bowl out like some used to when i used to trick-or-treat like hold the bowl out here take what you want and of course then you grab handfuls as fast as you can till they shoo you off the porch um we and then uh uh so that there's you know so you gotta kind of regulate it but uh it'd be something good and then uh, the ones I like uh, less, you try to, you know, borrow the neighbor's dog or something and, uh, try to make sure he's out patrolling the yards, you know, when they might uh, find their way up there.
0: One of my favorites was when a reporter who was close to getting married asked Mike Leach for some advice. Well, it's, so it's too
2: late to rescue you. Uh, the, uh, the best wisdom that I can possibly give uh, the best wisdom I can possibly give on that subject, nine days, and it's a little late, you should have come to me sooner. Um, the, uh, my wisdom would be uh, you, you have to stay out of the way. Now, And I wish you a very happy marriage, and I'm sure you'll have one. But uh, I'm just telling you, uh, when it comes to marriages, uh, the women lose their mind. Your fiance is going to lose her mind. Your mother-in-law is going to lose her mind. Your mom is going to lose her mind. Several of your sisters and uh, female relatives are going to lose their mind, and um, and they're going to they're going to barrage you with constant questions. What should we wear? And then, uh, which of course, my answer was, I don't care. And then, uh, what color should the invitations be? I don't care uh what should we have for dessert i don't care should we seat this this way or that that way i don't care but see i don't care is not satisfactory at all and you're going to get caught in a catch-22 and i'm certain that you already have and that catch-22 is well i want you to be a part of this too uh so what color invitations um all right, the blue ones. Well, I kind of like uh, I kind of like the tan ones. Okay, the tan <laughs> ones then. Oh, you're just saying that because uh, 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 you want this over with. You're not even thinking about it, which is of course true. And then um, well, uh, uh what do you want for dessert i was thinking of strawberry shortcake oh okay uh yeah strawberry shortcake would be good well what about the blueberry pie well i like the blueberry pie we could have the blueberry pie well i thought you said you wanted the strawberry shortcake and it's just going to go back and forth and they're going to play keep away from you until uh after you're married so what you need to do is you need to work late hours work late be, be very nice and supportive and um uh but but they're going to play keep away from you and there's no answer you can give that is going to be satisfactory or correct and if you successfully uh, please a few of them the others will still be oh well i just don't feel like he's that interested. yeah okay so so you need to work late uh go in the back room and read a lot of books uh uh you know uh, you have to go uh, take the groomsmen out so you make sure that they march in just right and they know exactly you know these swell outfits that you picked out or whatever however you're doing it um, and in the end you'll wish you eloped but um, uh, nevertheless you need to find uh, you need to find um, excuses uh, that they'll buy uh to be as far out of harm's way as you possibly can. and uh, But uh, take comfort in knowing that uh, once the ceremony's over, um, that uh, you know life will get progressively better from there, even though there's some adjustment.
0: <laughs> I mean, seriously, is that an absolute classic or what? That is truly one of my favorites <laughs> that I've heard from Mike Leach over the years. And of course, with Mike, you never really knew the direction that he would take you.
2: You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. The reason I don't think there is because <clears throat> we found bones of dinosaurs and everything else, but we haven't found bones that I've heard of of Bigfoot. It'd be fun if there's Bigfoot. I hope there's Bigfoot, um, but uh, my guess is there is not. <clears throat> to me, why only this planet? Why only us? I mean, I mean, if it can happen here, I mean, it's, it. To me, it's always been naive. You know. Um, on Earth, they say, "Oh well, we're the only ones." Where I mean, really, why? Have you been to the other planets? Have you checked out the other planets? I mean, to me, it makes it makes more sense that if it happened here, it happened somewhere else than it does that it only happened here. Uh, and I, I think they're good in soup too. Uh, you never hear people talk about putting them in soup, but I think that's a good way to use them. Pretty much anything. I think they're good in chili. I think they're good in, uh, like, chowder type of stuff. Anything where you want a little bit of cheese in there and and then still kind of a little crackery and crunchy, you know? Conversations won't happen. I mean, 10 years from now, there ain't going to be anybody talk to anybody. You know, it's going to be this. You know? Do you want to go out on a date with me? I don't know. What do you look like? Well, I look kind of like this. Okay, well, what are your interests? Well, what do you think my interests are? Uh, Looking into this thing and typing into this, just like yours are. Well, yeah, no kidding. That's what everybody's doing. Yeah, that's right. Virtually everyone. Well, where do you want to go? Well, what difference does it make? Because all we're going to be doing is looking in this machine anyway. That's a great question. Pirates get better gear. Pirates get better gear and better weather. You know, Vikings, you'd have a little better home life, it seems. You know, you, uh, you could still go back and, bounce, you know, if you didn't get killed, you could go bounce the kids around once you got back home with, you know, whatever you hoisted out of Scotland, Wales, and Ireland, you know. But I do think that ketchup is good on uh, salt and vinegar potato chips. What kind of mythical powers does a sun devil have? we got to consider that. I'm going to say the Wildcats out. Uh, the Trojan is he does he have a horse or is he on foot does he have a bow and arrow or just his sword uh, the Bruin definitely formidable um, another bear up there at Cal uh, the tree I imagine that trees to get chopped down the duck duck might lose interest and just fly away and get out of there which may be good advice under the circumstances uh, the husky no chance uh, the beaver now, we'll see how long that beaver can hold his breath. The ute, again, we're back to, uh, is he on horseback? Does he have a bow and arrow? Did he trade for a rifle? I mean, you know, because if that ute's got a rifle, there's some definite problems. Uh, a buffalo's going to be pretty hard to tangle with. I mean, a, bu- a buffalo's d- utterly outstanding. Butch is going to have to be clear-minded and crafty. I mean, Butch will, Butch will find a way, there's no question. The Kugel will find a way. <coughs> I certainly wouldn't rule out life uh, somewhere else other than just Earth because, see, to me that seems like a lot less of a stretch than the notion that, oh, we're the only one. We're the only one special enough that lightning strunk, struck a puddle of mud. Or we're the only one special enough that God cares about enough to have life on this planet. I don't believe that. I mean, everybody wants to be special, but I don't think we're that special.
0: Well, Mike was special. He was special to so many. I never got a chance, as I said, to meet Mike. Our paths never cross. But Sean Salisbury knew Mike very well. And on Monday's edition of the show that I do on YouTube, I asked Sean about Mike. This was before we knew of his passing.
1: One of the biggest hearted guys I've ever been around. That people may not see, Mike's really when it comes to his compassion and stuff. Mike cares a lot. You know, he get with the media, he jokes with it, and he's as brilliant a person. I've never been around a guy that can think out of both sides of his brain at the same time, mm-hmm. and that, that I mean that is a compliment. Mike is, Mike, he is. You you see the the you know the interviews and the and the you know folding chairs and all the stuff that make us laugh, and his great Twitter posts and and the things he does. But Mike's a really compassionate, good human being. And I've known Mike for, hell, it's got to be two-plus decades now. Grant, I'm sickened by this. I am. I spent a bunch of time with him. I sat in his office for three hours in Starkville this summer just visiting. Went and saw him at a camp there, and we went and sat. And the old-school laughs that we still have and Mike's personality. And Mike's one of those guys, I I don't know how his mind has done it, but this is a guy who just – the, the, you know, and he, he just kind of goes through it, but he's compassion and for people is we don't you, you people don't talk enough about that. But look at all the, the posts on social media about him, coaches, Mike, players. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's unbelievable how if you aren't going to judge a guy by what you know about him. I love Mike Leach. Mike Leach is like family because he and my brother went to college together. They have been friends, dear friends for years. And Mike comes, like I said, comes to my golf tournament. We've had phenomenal conversations. And Mike is, I, I, I love him like family. Well, Mike also is that guy who, if you haven't met Mike Leach and, you're just, and you can't judge him for yourself, all you got to do is say, when Mike's not around, what do people say about him? And have a look from coaches, players he's coached coaches he's coached. And I know everybody goes through their stuff. Mike's a stud. In, I'll tell you another word. Mike's stubborn. That's why you always think, well, you know, Mike can do anything, because he's stubborn. And I mean that in an affectionate way. Some of the best people I've been around are stubborn with the way they think, and you're not talking them out of it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken. I'm, it's emotional for me. It was a rough day. Um, you constantly watch, and to hear what I hear and where he is right now it, it scares me because I think about the guy I was talking to a few months ago, and then the guy I'd been texting back and forth, and then all of a sudden we're in a situation, and I'm trying to picture myself how his good wife, Sharon, I'm assuming those two were to, 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 by themselves when this happened, and family getting ready for the holidays, and what must she have gone through or be going through right now? I can't even – it, it's, it's gut-wrenching for me because Mike has always treated me and my family and people around – Everybody that come, everybody wants to talk about, when you mention his name, people want to know about him. Mm. And I judge people by how they treat me, but also how they treat people that can't do anything for him. And Mike is consistently a phenomenal human being. And we need to tell people how we feel about them while they're not going through this. Yeah. That's the one thing I've never understood. It's okay to tell somebody you care about them and love them while they're healthy, not while they're going through a fight. And Mike's in the fight for his life. And I don't know what's going to happen, Grant, but the reports aren't good. Um, And I, the reverence that we need to approach this with and give the family the respect that they deserve. But I, 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 you know, you pray for miracles and I pray for Mike, but hell two days ago, the guys, you know, planning on recruiting and getting ready for a bowl game. And today guy's Mm -hmm. in a fight for his life. And so, yeah, I'm sickened by it. I love Mike. I love him. He's been family. So family would be first, but he's more compassionate than people can even imagine and, he is as bright of any as, as any human being I've ever been around. He'll fight you now. He will battle. You said your you. brother
0: went to college with him, but for yeah. you, when did your paths first cross with Mike?
1: Um, years ago, my probably in the mid—I want to think mid '90s, Grant, somewhere like that, mid '90s, somewhere in there, like nine, the mid to late '90s. So what is that? Twenty-five years. And I'll never forget. Mike and I were at my golf tournaments, four o'clock in the morning. You know, it's the night before everybody's having a blast, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, having a, Mike's a guy drinking one hand, a dip in his hand, wants to talk about, you know, Winston Churchill. And then he also, I'll never forget, we're standing in a hallway and Mike's like, cause Mike doesn't sleep much. You could call Mike at two thirty in the morning and get him wide awake. I'm dead. So <laughs> my brother, and I were talking today, he said, you know, last time I talked about we're up at three o'clock in the morning, Mike, care. and then he, don't reach Mike at seven in the morning, but you can reach him at two 30. And I mean, this affection, that's him, but right. we're standing in the hallway of my golf tournament and we've had a blast of a day getting ready. And it's just a phenomenal and Mike, we're talking about different things. And then Mike wants to talk about Sean with this, how, how would you attack? How would you attack this coverage? And I'm sitting there thinking, how would I attack it? I want to know how you attack it. So he's always thinking on a little piece of paper about different ways to do things. And he's brilliant. And Mike's a guy who craves knowledge, and that's obvious, but sense of humor is off the charts. We had so many laughs this summer, so the last I'm, I'm so glad I got to spend time with him, and God forbid it'll be the last time, but I'm so glad I got to that. Walking out of that office, I was crying, laughing, thinking that's my guy. And here we are now in the fight for his life, and it makes me sick to my stomach.
0: Again, the comments from Sean just on Monday's show. Mike Leach, gone at the age of 61. The World of College Football Morning, a guy that was really loved by just about everybody. Good football coach, very good football coach, excellent football coach, yes, but by all accounts, just an A-plus person across the board. Before we get to our Crowd ultra Q&A, I want to tell you that we are also brought to you by Foster's and Paws. They are a group of passionate animal advocates and they work hard to save lives. They understand that rescue is hard. These animals are often abandoned by the humans they trusted. And they have to create a relationship and bond with each of the animals that come into their care. They focus primarily on those vulnerable dogs and shelters. And they look at every family and every animal as individuals. They work with children at a young age, how to treat animals with respect, and have lifelong benefits. They need adopters, donors, and fosters. To learn more, just go to fostersandpaws.org. That's fosters and paws. Dot org. Our CrowdUltra Q&A, just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I will answer your question on my next podcast. Ryan wants to know, do you have any Christmas season traditions? Not really. You know, maybe when I was a kid growing up, family uh, more so than now. No, not really. And part of the reason is because my winter was always about work with the NBA for 32 years. So it was very difficult to have uh, Christmas season traditions, to be honest with you. Good question, though. Zach wants to know, should the 49ers listen to Jerry Rice and stop running their skilled players up the middle to avoid injury? You know, sometimes Jerry Rice talks and he sounds like an idiot, and this is one of those times. Sometimes Jerry Rice would be better off not talking. That's how I would answer that. Cody wants to know, at this point in the season, do you think the Giants or the Jets make the playoffs? I think the Jets have a better chance than the Giants. I don't like the Giants where they're at right now. I think they're going to have a difficult time winning Sunday night in Washington, and if they don't win that game, they're done. So I would say the Jets all right, will be in the playoffs above the Giants, although I'm not crazy about either team uh, making them. Justin wants to know, are there any NBA teams you think need to make a trade and shake things up? Justin, great question. There are some NBA rumors going around. I think the Kings... Need to find a backup point guard that can score. You know, Davion Mitchell can't play offense. You know, it's pretty apparent. And when I say can't, his offensive production is is just not very good. Yeah, he's a defensive guy, and you want that. But I really think the Kings need to find some offense uh, behind 'er De'Aaron Fox. But there are some other teams, Justin. I think this will become more of a thing when we hit January 1st. I really do. All right. Sam wants to know, did you know Paul Silas? I did not know Paul Silas. But what a scene... With the game between Phoenix and New Orleans, and, or excuse me, between Phoenix and Houston, and Steven Silas embracing Monty Williams at the end of the game. And Monty has been through so much personal tragedy in his life. He lost his uh, wife uh, to a car accident. Um, he is really a, a phenomenal person, Monty Williams. Everybody loves Monty. And the scene of them embracing uh, at the end of the game last night was pretty remarkable, pretty remarkable. No, I did not know uh, Paul Silas. Dylan wants to know, would you agree with Hoops Hype that Tyson Chandler, Jawan Howard, and Gordon Hayward are the three most overpaid NBA players of all time? Dylan, I would have to analyze all of the players. You know, clearly, yeah, they made a lot of money. And I'm not so sure I would put Gordon Hayward in that list because he's still playing, albeit hurt. I want to wait and see his uh, career ends. So the first two, yeah? You know what? Perhaps. Reed asks, how much NCAA basketball do you watch during the season? Very little. I will watch when you get in the conference play in January, and I will watch the NCAA tournament. But right now, I don't find myself watching a lot of college basketball. Again, just go to crowdultra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Rant. rant. And today's rant is brought to you by Zoom 180, a revolutionary new flashlight that is in production and will be available soon. And when you see this flashlight, you will go, Napes, how the heck do I get one of those in my hand? It's going to be unlike anything you have seen. Zoom 180. It's not that far away, and you'll be wanting one. Trust me, it is unlike anything I've seen. And will be unlike anything you've seen as well. All right, the Sacramento Kings uh, get blown out last night in Philadelphia. I mean, seriously, Joel Embiid looked like he was playing against a high school team, got the front line in foul trouble. Once again, uh, a poor shooting night for De'Aaron Fox after missing the games in Cleveland and the Knicks. And it really sets up a big game tonight in Toronto. The Kings and the Raptors and Sacramento... Game five of a six-game trip. Toronto was 10-3 and on the home floor. And then you end up the road trip in Detroit. And with the loss to Philadelphia last night, the Kings go from fifth to seventh in the West. And that's how quick things can change. Every game is important and tonight is a biggie for the Sacramento Kings, but they better play a hell of a lot better than they have the last two games at New York and at Philadelphia because that type of performance will get them beat and beat soundly tonight north of the border. And that's my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. Really appreciate you joining me. Have yourself a great day. And again, thank you very much for checking me out right here on If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. So long, everybody.
1: Plus.